What's up, people? Welcome to the Peak Archery Podcast. So this first episode um, of the podcast, we have Paige Pierce. Now, Paige does not do a ton of podcasts. Um, reluctantly, she did this one because she promised me she would when uh, when we talked together at the ATA. So, Paige, I appreciate you for that. Um, the The audio ended up getting, like, it was in and out because of where she was. Um, but it was, it's still chock full of information, good information. Uh, Paige says it how it is. Uh, she does not hold back. And, you know, it's kind of how she approaches her archery. So that's not a surprise. So check out this podcast with me and Larry Wise and Paige Pierce. Um, as she just kind of dives into, you know, the raw um, approach that she has to be a competitive professional archer. Enjoy. Like every weekend. So normally they get about one day prep when I get there and then we shoot it. And then I switch styles and it gets about one day prep. And I'd be honest because that's the challenge of doing it every weekend that people don't really understand. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's the honest truth. Yeah, no, nah, I believe it. I mean, I guess we're, we're voluntarily. I usually do this. Like, I mean, you know me well enough to know, but like, I just tell it like it is. Yeah. And it may yeah. not be what everybody else should do or does, but that's like the reality. So if you're good with that, that's me. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, we just let everybody know that, hey, you are on the tournament trail every weekend. And so uh, your schedule does not allow for three or four weeks prep for a tournament. You are in high level maintenance every week. Yep. Yeah, uh, high level yep. maintenance is a good way to look at it. Yeah, so what what do you do to peak? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are a few things to get you ready to peak? pretty much got to be peaked over <laughs> i hate to say it but yeah, yeah so you so you don't really get time off other than hunting season from competition i have hunting season off like i have a shoot i get um normally i have a shoot in september but i think this year they actually bumped it forward to the very end of august beginning of september i had to africa to hunt and i'm gone for two weeks and then i come back and i have world field in october and then november normally indoor world cup starts yeah. So like, I don't really have off season other than COVID hit my indoor season was canceled till like January. Right. Mm -hmm. So October, November is the closest thing to a quote unquote break that you really get, right. and you're, but you're, you're still jump, you're still shooting and you're getting ready for hunting, but then you're just switching a little bit <laughs> gear wise to move into indoor and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah and you know, but there's, I think there's something to be said there because a lot of people put, a ton of emphasis on like training for every tournament or getting ready for every tournament. And in some ways, just the way that you are forced to deal with it, it's not a matter of preparing. It's a matter of just, I need to just show up and do what I do. Yeah. So that's why the mental game is so important because people who have a weak yeah. mental game, I mean, I'm going to say all this on your podcast, but like people who have a weak mental game feel like they have to have a month's prep to be ready that's a mental crutch you shouldn't need that if you have the confidence you know you're good mm -hmm. a bow is a bow and you're the archer you should be able to show up and shoot any format any style at any time and be ready like you shouldn't need that time to prep and that's what years of what we've been doing built mm -hmm. basically that's what don't have a lot of yeah. time 
I think there's a, I think there's a good lesson to be learned here for the people who don't do it professionally like you. So you, you, you have to travel, you have to go here, you have to do this. You know, we worked, we went to the ATA together. You're teaching there. You're such an ambassador. And then, but you, you don't have that opportunity to train, but it works for you. And it could work for other people if they would just shoot more. A lot of people are like, you know, they take these long extended Mm -hmm. breaks, things fall off. And then I don't, they have to re re prepare. I don't know if that's a correct term, but, and really they shouldn't have to. If you yeah. took the approach that Paige is forced to do and just keep shooting. Right. So yeah, is, the, I don't care the time of year, there are no mental breaks. So while right. I physically may not be on a hunt or gone shooting my bow, the difference is, is that we stay like at the top of our mental game year round. Like I'm visualizing, right. I'm doing like daily affirmation cards. I'm listening to those on my phone. Like that never stops. That never ends. And that's why we can take a month off of physical shooting, pick it back up and still be fine. Right. So right. Larry, so, what were you going to say? What a, a theme <laughs> or a question I always ask my student archers uh, if they're at a tournament is, okay, so how many arrows do you have to shoot today? And of course, you get a wide variety of answers. Well, 60, well, or 72. Oh, no, there's practice ends. So now that, how many is that? I said, these are all the wrong answers. You have one arrow to shoot. Yeah. And it sounds like to me that Paige has her ability to shoot one arrow very well in hand. And <laughs> yeah. so, how many you have to shoot for the round is not important. You have one to shoot and, and Paige just hit some magic words there. She has her positive affirmation cards. Didn't we talk about that last week? We did. Yeah, we did. And um, there's a young lady, uh, just a young lady that I coach and you I don't know if you know who she, her name is Maggie Brensinger. She's like a, a barebow phenom per se. She's only like 16 <laughs> years old. She has all the world records that's one thing she never really got into, but you know, she's developing into a shooter. That's one thing that Larry and I spoke with her about is the, the positive affirmations. Jay bars is a big part of his Olympic gold medals. There's just so many people to talk about it. I'm glad you hit on Cause I'm willing to bet, you know, you go to NFA and look at that practice line of all those people right before our round start, how out of all those people, how many you think had positive affirmation cards anywhere near them in their quiver in their car not many not i'm many. betting one if Paige was there yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I don't, have my phone. I don't have them on like like an actual card now so i do all well, my auditory yeah, yeah. So I, but yeah yep i've got 100 it's and it's not i don't think that parents advocate for it enough enough i don't think coaches advocate for it enough it's not even something that in coaching certifications and you and I have had this discussion and we won't go get into what and who certification, but they don't talk about it. It's not something that's in, in the forefront or as much as it should be, um, especially for kids. I mean, I'm, I coach a lot of kids and I think that that's one thing that, that should be, should be enforced, not enforced. That's the yes, it's, it's so promoted. easy to do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how about something else, Paige? 
Something else that helps you peak besides the positive affirmation cards. I think that's really neat. Okay, wait, I have a question. Are we like going already or are we just talking? We're just kind of, well, I'll tell you, we're yeah, kind of, we're we're, I'm already we're, recording, so it's okay. But you ask me, I'll shoot. Everything we just said should be on there. So let's do it. 100%. 100 Sorry. You, you kind of went on, you kind of went off and I was already recording, so I wasn't going to break that up. Yeah. So, yeah. So go ahead. Just, just continue. Like Larry said, how about another thing that is something that you always oh. do something that is um, a mainstay in every tournament. Maybe it's not a practice thing. Maybe it's just something that you do. Um, you know, <laughs> you asked me this and I was going to say, I was going to struggle with this question because I, I, I don't like, I go there, I know I'm ready and I just shoot my bow. Like, I think people think way too much about like, Oh, I got to have this practice schedule and I got to do my pre-practice. And like, obviously at every practice the day before I'm going to do whatever the form of official practices, whether that right. be a U.S. Air event or a field event. So at field, I was there, I shot, I made sure everything was good. I checked my marks because that's super important for field. But for FIDA, I just roll in, shoot some arrows, make sure nothing moved on the flight, good to go. And so realistically, the only thing I really do when I get somewhere is do the practice day and I roll into competition. Like yeah. my whole philosophy is stop making it so hard. Like just, just do it. Like mm -hmm. if you know how to shoot, you've competed, your mental game's under like wraps, you shouldn't need all of these things and so i have a very different outlook than most people because of that i just like get simplified yeah so it sounds to me like one of your greatest skills one of your greatest assets is your ability to adapt yeah so you go to a tournament you adapt you have your one shot routine put together it's solid and so it's just a small matter to adapt to the format of the tournament. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that may look at like form of changing equipment because there are certain events that I have to switch yeah. arrows or lens power or sights or clarifiers, like all the above um, sometimes. And so mm -hmm. realistically that practice day is giving me the ability to have the time to switch all that stuff over and then check to make sure it's ready to go. But um, I'm kind of one of those people where I practice terribly. Like my practice scores are just pure garbage. And the second that they say, okay, it's go time. Everything just tightens up. I'm good. I'm ready. Like I need that extra motivation and I like thrive off of that pressure. So I've never been a good practicer, but I compete. My competition scores are much higher than what I shoot in practice. So I think that's why I have a different take on practice as well, because for me, it's just building strength. And um, I wouldn't even say building confidence because again, it, it kind of sucks. But for me, it's just keeping my strength up. And I've done it enough years that I know when it's go time, I'll step up to the plate. That's good. Uh, it, you say that it's not really a thing you do or they're not things that you do, but in, in some ways it, they, it is, it is things you do. You're keeping it simple every single time you compete. You're not, you're not obsessing right. about practice. You're not obsessing about, you get it, you, you shoot, you do your, your day of practice or two days of practice or whatever. You make sure your stuff's good. And then you trust that you don't, 
You're not mm-hmm. making it this big elaborate process. And, you know, in some ways, it's probably the best way to go about it, especially like I see, you know, I, I follow you on Instagram. I see the pictures in airports and the travel and then you're here and then you're there. <laughs> you're like, you're a little bit like an archery gypsy in some ways. You're literally all over the place. So I thought you had a clone. Yeah. How about it? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. Others do too. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's probably not, you're like, Oh, you know, I know you're asking me this question. It's not even a matter of that. It, that is what you do. That yeah. is your way to handle it. Yeah. And um, so many could benefit from that understanding that that's, that's the approach that yeah. has worked for you so, so well. I, you broke up. I've had a few people say to me, Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. I've had a few people say to me before, if they didn't know me, they would think that I like didn't care or that I was just super nonchalant and that I didn't, didn't, it didn't matter to me. And they're like, I know you. So I know that's not the truth, but you're just so eh, like whatever it is, is what it is. Whatever my bow's at when it's go time, I'm going to make it work. And they're like, most people just aren't that way. So they're like, if I didn't know you and know how competitive you are and like know how much you really want to win, um, we would never realize that just by how you handle yourself beforehand. And um, I've had like, honestly, one of the last people that said that to me was Rod Menzer with USA Archery Mm -hmm. and um, the CEO. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I just take a very different approach. Like you're never going to see me out there. Yeah, you, you must have you must have broke up there for a second you said yeah we're never uh, gonna see you out there and i'm assuming you're like freaking out or i don't know what you're yeah, sorry right. like i've been so uh what what i would suggest that people look at here from what you're saying is uh, you have great confidence in your ability to adapt so you don't stress out about a tournament, you simply adapt to that. And because of that confidence in your ability to adapt, it's very easy for you to shoot each arrow in the present. You have, you have a great ability to be in the present with this arrow. And uh, so many people don't. They you know, they try, they think that uh, their arrows in the 10 ring is a measure of who they are yeah, as a yeah. person. And of course, that's just not the case, but they're thinking that. And so they have a high stress level that they self-impose. And you don't do that. Yeah, and that, that yeah. is a yeah, great, great asset to have. Yeah, I've yeah. heard people say There's that about others. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, Paige. Go ahead. Oh, good. I was just going to say, unfortunately, like there's not that many people in archery that approach stuff that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a lot easier for a lot of them if they did. Um, but that's one thing like I'm super thankful for just because of what my schedule looks like and how many different organizations I shoot and types of events and stuff like if I had the mental approach that a lot of people do, I would never be successful across all of those venues. Cause you, you, here's the thing. 
I never fully feel prepared ever. The season starts and we're behind. It goes and we're behind and it finishes and I still feel behind. But Mm. the difference is like Larry said, when they say go and I have one arrow, I'm like, I'm going to shoot a good arrow. And then the next arrow, I'm going to shoot a good arrow. So all that other stuff is just like right out of mind. And I'm just going to make work whatever I have because I don't have a choice. And I've done it enough years that I just kind of work out most of the time. Well, that's, that's a big part of my book is trying to present to people their need to engage in present process thinking and to get out of the past, get away from the past, stay away from the future, engage in the process that you it, that it takes to shoot this arrow. And, and you're doing that. Yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. and the lack of like personal judgment, a lot of people they put these, these self expectations and Paige doesn't do that by the sounds of it. You, it's not an expectation thing other than the expectation or the, the, the confidence that I'm going to shoot this arrow as good as I can. That's it. And move on. As soon as that one's gone, no no matter where it goes, what are you going to do in the next one? Yeah. 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 That's, That's perfect. Yeah, so you're you're in control while the arrow is still on the string, and once it leaves the string, you realize, hey, I don't have any control anymore, and whatever happens, and happens. Yeah, oh, I think we lost her. So she pops back in. One sec. Like the storm was rolling in, and like she got out of the pool and the wind was just howling and howling and howling, but you know, yeah, we had a little bit of wind and then a little bit of thunder. Yeah. And it's coming off me right now. <laughs> okay. I'm back. That was my fifth since I've been on with you guys. That's why I hate my life sometimes. <laughs> Your fifth that what? one kicked Text me message? out. I'm sorry. Text message or phone? No, fifth phone call. Holy crud. It never stops. Hey. I know. Hey, you know what? You're still blessed. I don't know why that one did that. that. Like I said, you're blessed. You're blessed (laughs) to have a career that you do. It is what it is. It's a small price to pay. Yeah. Yeah. So where where do you hit where do you head next? Uh, USA Nationals in Pennsylvania. Yes. So I have yeah that one coming up, and then I fly straight from there to Montana for an antelope hunt. And then we're going to drive from Montana to Yankton for the Outdoor Target Nationals and the Dakota Classic. Then I'm actually, the following day when that ends, flying to Africa for a hunt, coming back, and then I have about two weeks until World Field. So then I'll be in full World Field prep. Um, yep. And I'll actually have two weeks to prep. So that's cool. And then World Field. Holy crud. What a, what a schedule. I mean, and, and fact of the matter is, you handle exactly how you have to and it's worked so well. And I'm glad that I'm glad that you were able to at least steal some time from the rest of your obligations. Yeah. Just to just to allow us to talk about it. To again help others learn, like, well, you know, Paige takes this approach to peak and get ready for um, not get ready. She's always ready, sort of, but not really. <laughs> at, at, but to peak at every tournament. And this is the approach that that she uses to do that. So I mean, I, I know you're super busy. Like you said, you you said you had five phone calls while you were on with us. I, I can't I can't express how thankful I am that you took yes. the time out Thank you. to talk to yeah. us and just have some time. I don't want to keep you super long. Um, 
But well, I hope to see you next week. Fire away. I'm here. Let's do it. All right. Well, well um, I hope to see you next week down at USA Nationals. And, and if you allow me, I'll give you a copy of my book. Awesome. And, yeah, that would be great. And I'll be there. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, it's planning to peak. And so that, that brought on this podcast. So uh, what about that's awesome. tournament tournament evaluation when you're done? Do you do a little reflection about it? And, and does that add anything into how you might uh, prepare? You don't have much time, but how you might, pre might prepare for the next tournament? Yeah, so I think one thing that's really important is when you do reflecting, and this is this is a problem that I see like across the board in archers, yeah. they practice great, they go to a tournament, it doesn't go well, and they blame something on their equipment or they blame something on their bow. I think what has helped me so much over the years is I have no problem taking that blame if it was me. Like, yes, we all have equipment issues, stuff happens, but usually it's something I did or something I did differently that didn't work with my setup or maybe a little bit of a mental glitch somewhere. And so for me, what I like to stop and do, for example, we're going to go through field. Um, the first day of field, I was like, it's going to be tough. So I, I actually just bought a house in Yankton, South Dakota, and I have not been practicing because the time that I would have had off to shoot, I was like 16 hour days remodeling that house. So I rolled into field knowing I'm not prepared physically. So I'm really, really going to have to rely on my mental because my body is going to want to give out on me. And I know that's going to happen. So I went into field. The day went great. Everything was smooth. It was fine. Hunter day. I rolled in and about seven targets. I'd say from the end, I could feel it. And so that it was just like, thank goodness that I have like my mental game there basically to help me because it'd be really easy to just give up and make excuses and be like, I didn't prepare. I'm tired. I, you know, whatever. Um, but I made it work and it was fine. Animal day. It was like, cool. This is one arrow. It's 28 arrows. I don't care how tired you are. You could always roll out and kill it at that. And so I did, I shot 26 out of 28 animal dots that day. Um, just knowing like physically, this is the thing I'm actually ready for. And so it's different. So leaving that tournament, you know, I was a little bit disappointed in myself because I obviously wasn't in the physical shape that I knew I needed to be for field. Um, but life happens and I didn't have much of a choice to do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the other thing too, is yeah. reflecting, but also accepting that like you're one person, you can only do so much and you're doing the best that you can. So then from there, going to an ASA, completely different ball game. It's nothing about the physical and not so much about mental. It then becomes a very, very equipment-based game of trying to clear up your sight picture, see the target, know where to aim, learn how to play that ASA game, which is something that I'm working on. And so for me, I get a very short reflection window to look back and say, what did I do well? What did I do poorly? And I fix that in two days before my next event starts. And um, most of the time I would like to say I, I do and I can. Um, if there's something that is more of like a long-term issue, for example, like I have a bad shoulder and after field, like I could feel that bad shoulder. So at the ASA, I was like, okay, like this is going to hurt, but you're going to man up and you're going to make it work. And I did, but I haven't taken my bow out of the case since I got back from the ASA because I know that my body needs a little bit of time. So today as I'm planning on like late tonight will be the first time 
that I shoot after the ASA finished. And so I just listen to my, my body. I listen to myself. I know that if I take three days off, it's not going to hurt me. My mind's going to be where I need it to be physically. I'm going to come back and I'll probably be better off because my shoulder has a little bit of time to heal and unswell or de-swell. Um, and so I think that's important that you listen to yourself and that you, you know, um, take the blame if it's you that struggled and accept why, and then be willing to work on that. And, um, I just see so many people that just blame their equipment over and over. And I'm like, never going to get better because it's not the equipment. It's you, it's your mental game that needs work. And instead you're going to go change something and hope that works for the next tournament. And then you're going to suck again. And you're going to do this in like a vicious cycle. And I see so many people do that. And so that's one thing that I was like, I never want to be caught in that. Like I'm going to own it. I'm going to work on me probably more than my equipment because that's usually what people need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the positive affirmation cards, all those statements that plays a big role right there, right there. It does. So I, I'm a big fan of positive affirmation cards. I read Lanny's book with winning in mind when I was 10 driving home from Vegas. And so that's when I like started my mental management journey. Now I've learned I'm much more of an auditory learner. So for me, I write down a card and then I record it in my voice memos on my phone and I will just play it to myself a few times a day. And I feel like for my subconscious, it's stronger hearing myself say it. Um, I like to hear that because if I'm talking to myself, it's the same voice that I'm talking to myself in in my head. So for me, rather than writing cards and sticking them everywhere, that's how I approach it now, but I've done it both ways over the years. Sure. That's a great tip. Yeah. Great tip. Yeah. Yeah, that's use use of the technology of the phone. Yeah, just play it back to yourself. Absolutely, and, <laughs> and nobody nobody's gonna know that you do. You have your earbuds in or something. You could be playing that thing a half hour before a tournament. So I'm always gonna know. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna sit there like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm looking yeah. at cards. You know, uh, no, that's good. And I wanted, I, I do want to go back a, a little bit and just because ref- some people may hear this, a lot of people don't shoot field. Not as nearly as many people shoot field as some of the other formats, especially 3D um, and even some of the USA archery stuff. But um, that competition, the NFAA field nationals that she was referring to is multiple days. We're talking like five, four to five days of shooting, depending on what, if you shoot extra round for you, it was three days. So, mm-hmm. right. You only shoot the three days, correct? You shoot each, each round one time. Yeah, but it's four hours. I shot enough arrows probably to four. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and we had like record heat temperatures here in Pennsylvania. So, not only were you sort of not, maybe not quite physically where you wanted to be, then you had to deal with those sit that situation yeah. of hydration, which is something that actually kind of got me on the negative side of things um, throughout that tournament. And people, like, again, if, if you're not in that positive mindset trying to get through it, you just have to accept it for what it is and, and get through it as the best you can. Meanwhile, you're shooting, a, you know, a gazillion. That's one of the formats where you probably shoot the most amount of arrows next to maybe a double 72, which we don't shoot very often. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's four arrows per target, 28 targets, field hunter. And then, the, I mean, animal's not too bad. Thankfully, you only had to go to the ASA and shoot one arrow per target, but, you know, it's not it, <laughs> afterwards. That's, yeah. that's a little easier. But yeah. just, just, just to give some feedback on the difficulty there, like, you're not, you're seven targets in. That's a lot of arrows to go, and and you have to, you know, you have to bear down and, and do what you have to do. And, um, 
but no that's yeah. that's that's really good that's really good feedback page it's some again yeah. it's, great, the, great stuff. it's one other go ahead when you ask me about when you ask me about like things i do ahead of time in prepping um you just kind of said something that stemmed one but hydration is like a big one and i have a hard time like i don't necessarily drink as much as i should and so I made sure that every morning I stopped at the gas station and I would get a hydration, like a little Gator light, whatever they're calling them now, the Gatorade hydration. Yeah. And I would drink one of those. But the other thing I did, I found a brand called Salt Stick and it's a, it's a pill bottle and they're just little like salt chews. They're pretty terrible, but um, it's like an instant hydration kind of thing where you don't have to like drink it. You can just chew the two tablets and you're good to go. So I always make sure that when it's hot, I have those in my chair. And I also take yeah. the little Gatorade juice and there's another brand, uh, I think it's Cliff Bar or something or something like that that has the little energy juice. That's something I always have. And it's kind of funny because all the girls know like she's going to have those. And so they'll, they'll come and be like, can I have some energy chews or can I have some salt, you know, sticks? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like no problem. So I always am like the one that if you need equipment fixes or um, that's the other thing I work on all my own equipment. So I have like everything to fix my bow in my chair. And I also have like all of the hydration recovery, heat towels, like my chair weighs like 30 pounds, but I have everything anybody needs. So I'm ready. And I'll help them so, too. so out here in the country where I live, you know what we call a girl that has has her own Allen wrenches and knows how to use them? Uh oh. <laughs> the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Keep her around. Having to do it all for me, so that's good. I gotta be yeah. careful. I don't want to put that post that out there, but like I'd be like, Paige has the equipment. She's got the food. She's yeah. She's sort of like the course mom in some ways, whether she likes that. Yeah. And the, no, the course all- Bowtech and the course hydration expert and everything else. Yeah. No, that's good. Gotta do it. Gotta take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, now that you're mentioning the hydration stuff, and you're going to have to send me a link for that, for those tablets. So that's actually what got me. I never shot barebow on a field course before. So Demer and I went out Tuesday and practiced, and it was like 105 index. Yeah. And so we went out and shot. I already start because I went out that day and I did not hydrate. I just went. I already started that tournament behind. I, I shot with yeah. a headache Wednesday and behind. Thursday. One of the most, yeah. my, I bl- my vision actually went blurry at one point. And the, the people I was shooting with, um, they were just like, you know, you better try to, it's once you're behind, it's impossible to catch up. Yeah. And I, I oh. took three days. Yeah. Go ahead. What were we gonna say, Paige? So I keep liquid. Um, I keep the liquid IV packets in there as well, and I will not drink a water bottle without a liquid IV packet in it. So I'm like overdoing it. The other uh, thing I keep because if you get really hot or sweating and you are dehydrated, a lot of the times your eyes get um, dry, which makes them less clear. I actually keep hydration eye drops in my bag as well so if that starts mm-hmm. to happen i can just hit it yeah. real quick good, and good i can clearly like there's been years of thought put into all the stuff in that bag okay. but um oh, it's all about well, you have the results that you do it's not yeah it's, it's not experience it's, yeah yeah, yeah I, I learned to do all of those things i learned what my body needed and when you go out to shoot field yeah you you can't start behind on the water you know you got to be ahead on that yeah uh, learned my frank, lesson big time frank found that out yeah, and yeah. It, it is what it is, you know, it's it's one of those things. But 
you that's just for i want to switch gears a little bit that's why we started this podcast because those items that you're talking about those things nobody's going to hear about that stuff when you go and you win yeah. something and you know you win a big tournament they want to talk about the tournament they don't want to talk about the journey of actually getting there that allowed you to win the tournament. Yeah. and i think that's where the angle of this podcast is coming from it's talking to coaches and shooters and this person and that person and and trying mm -hmm. to fill the void of information that people truly don't get access to right right i, I think that no, nobody saw me doing my running yeah well, every yeah. day yeah, yeah. <laughs> between that, tournaments yeah to, to i used to run physically in, in yeah. shape you know yeah so i think that's excellent i mean i'm yeah. i'm 100 happy with the information we got larry do you have anything else you want to ask Paige? oh no just just a big thank you Paige. uh this is great it's going to help a lot of people we're going to keep getting the word out of more course, people will watch like, i can give you yeah you i broke, don't know i'm you trying broke, to, you broke I'm up sorry, there's nothing else. Yeah, yeah could you repeat that yeah sorry i just said i was trying to think if there was anything else that I could tell you or give you guys to use. Um, are you sure there's nothing else while you've got me? No, we're good. I think I'm happy. Uh, yeah. We got... Well, we we can uh, we can meet again. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Down the road. I don't know the the conversation we had, Larry. <laughs> she's yeah. like, she's I told like, I swear him. This I... is my last Wait. podcast ever. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I get asked to do maybe two a day, like of hunting random like you know i knew you guys so that's different but like people i've never even talked to yeah and so i feel horrible saying no but like it's getting worse for me when i say yes so i'm like oh, i'm yes. just i have to like draw the line because i can't. i want to be respectful <laughs> I just, yeah i get it though i i, I, don't, I don't know if i told you um this is kind of cool when are you going to launch this uh i have to edit probably in the, i'd say in the next couple of days it'll it won't take long for me to do it well if it's after the launch this if it's not don't but i did just fly to yankton on an unplanned last minute trip from the asa i was supposed to head home and um i'm actually going to be the official, like high performance coach for mount marty collegiate archery team really so i was like taking that well yeah and so you know, there's a lot of stuff like I've been on the USA Archery Board of Directors. I've been on the Athlete Advisory Council and the chairperson between the two and the USA Archery Audit Committee and like all these different things. And um, my my position was up for election. And so I decided not to rerun, but I'm still not getting that free time back. Now I'm going to go put it into the collegiate students. So that's, um, exciting, that's cool. I, it is. It's going to be fun. I haven't um, said anything to anybody. Mount Marty, the college wanted to announce first and then I could say something. So I thought they were going to announce like Thursday or Friday, but if they don't, then I'm not supposed to say anything until well, they do. I, yeah. But anyway, uh, I'll wait. I, I don't want to, I'm not going to rush this. I have, like I said, I have my meeting tonight that I got, I got to get to, and I'm not, I probably won't edit it till tomorrow. So you let me and then whenever put that they, out. Let me. Whenever they, like, their official press release um i'll share it and stuff like that on both my pages and say you know what i'm going to be doing so then you'll know yeah um, and then you can but i'm really excited about that i think it's going to be cool um so one thing i will say that you guys may want to know but i never had a coach ever i think like, i knew that through my whole, yeah 
So it's different because, you know, I never had different coaches to say, wow, I really like this and I like that. And I didn't like this and I didn't, you know, whatever. So for me, um, and giving back to like the college kids and now going to kind of step into the side of coaching a little bit, I just want to be able to help them with stuff that like, I wish I knew sooner or I wish I knew younger or like when we talked about daily affirmation cards and I said, you know, writing them helped me. But for me, the auditory was very helpful. All of those random things like that, that I've learned over the years, I want to give them all of the options up front instead of having them wait years to figure that out for themselves. So I'm kind of excited yeah. to be able to like give that back, you know what I mean? And hopefully help them and, um, collegiate's about having fun and stuff like that too so i'd like to think yeah i can yeah. add that but um i really want to help them on the mental side i feel like enough people there's not enough people that get that help you know they mm -hmm. wait until they're basically at their top skill level and they want to get further then they take yeah. on the challenge of learning right. the mental game yeah. should yeah. be all the way through their process so mental I'm gonna game mix that up should start the first day of archery yeah agreed yeah. I, yeah, I think it's great that you're going to be coaching. Do you have any, and it does not matter. I'm not saying this because for, for any, but do you have coaching credentials of any kind? Did you take any courses or no? Are you? So I didn't do any of the USA archery coaches, the NFAA, I think it was like a national coach certification. And I did that probably over 10 years ago. Nice. Definitely. Yeah. Probably. yeah. yeah over 10 yeah. years ago. Um, so I've done that, but I've been, you know, I don't know. I always have so much stuff going on behind the scenes and um, kind of, you know, depending, but I did help run a nonprofit for like four years that ran kids camps. And so I did a lot of code. We had like 200 kids a summer that would go through. And that was obviously not high level, entry yeah. level, but um, I've been doing that before. I've worked in archery shops and done some of that, like within the shop doing classes and, you know, teaching people and stuff like that. So right. I just feel like right. I've done it enough that, um, you know, I know the steps and the challenges and everything that I had to overcome over the years. So I'm just hoping that everything that I went through can help people get there easier and faster oh, than what yes. I did. Yes, yeah. it will. That's and, perfect. And we haven't met Paige, but uh, I taught mathematics for 35 years. So along with my archery, I've been teaching for over 50. So if I can be I'm of any assistance, just let me know. And I'll, I'll give you my book next week and maybe that'll help organize you a little bit. You'll, you'll have her assigning reading to her collegiate team. I, um, my mom is actually a teacher and I'm actually a substitute teacher and I substitute teach also when I'm- Oh, great. So I'm telling you, I forgot I even did that, but I do so many weird things. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm great, a teacher great. as well. That's what I do full time. So I'm off during the summer and the podcast and, and coaching is what I do. And obviously I'm a competitor, but I, you know, competition for me kind of sets a little bit of a backseat to coaching and the podcasting and stuff, but it's, that will be a new challenge for you is juggling <laughs> the, stress, the stress that comes with worrying about an entire team on top of trying to still compete and be a competitor. It definitely takes a toll. That's one lesson that I've, yeah. um, that I've, I've dealt with myself and, but I think you'll be fine. You have, you have, you already have the foundation to deal with it. You'll be good, but right. I think there's, right. you're just getting to a different the one level. thing. Go ahead. The one yeah. thing that's really, so I'm not going to be like the resident coach 
much there because obviously I travel so much that I couldn't be. So they actually have a full-time like resident coach hired who will be there with the kids to organize their trainings, help them through stuff. So that's why my title is like high performance. So I help her with their training schedules, implement different things, covering mental game. And then I'll be there for the kids as well. We can do Zoom calls during their trainings and different things like that. So it's kind of neat how they created their coaching system. Um, I don't think it's been done very much. And so I think this is going to be kind of the first, one of the first times I've heard or whatever that it's done this way. Um, So that's going to make it a little easier for me because at least I'm not going to have that guilt of knowing like, okay, I'm gone. They're not getting the help that they need. They have a full-time coach there and I get to just add in and help on the high performance stuff. So that's going to be cool. That's outstanding. If you need any Barabo help, I'm going to reach out. Thank you. Yeah, we all know you I, know I don't know. What, what's that? I said, we all know I know nothing about that. So <laughs> that's okay. Uh, it's um, you're probably better off because it leads to a lot of frustration at times, but <laughs> it is Barebo. We're a little bit of yeah. a, uh, we're like the redhead stepchild of competitive art. Yeah. The ultimate challenge on a field course, Barebo. Yeah, well, yeah. The, brunt, the brunt of many jokes on our true meme pages, which are absolutely okay because they're hilarious. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. It is pretty yeah. funny how often pick on Barebo. <laughs> yeah, it's okay though. I mean, hey, we don't care. We don't care. Yeah. You yeah. have to have a level of um, probably instability and a really good sense of humor in order to shoot Barebo. That's all I got to say. I mean, it is what it is. But... <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you just said. You broke up for, yeah, yeah. For oh, sorry. That's comments, but that's okay. <laughs> we certainly thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we, you guys for having plenty. me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. We got plenty. Of I appreciate your time. I appreciate the fact that we quote unquote got the last podcast. We'll see how that shapes out. I'm sure she'll end up somewhere down the line, but yeah, um, I, you are super busy and you do a lot for the sport. I thank you. I've had, I've sent, you know, texted you pictures of shooters who have your old bow that you shot probably 20 years or 15 years ago. Um, you know, and you're always responsive. You, you're, you're just right. faster. And I appreciate that part of you more so than your shooting ability. I think that is, and everything that you're doing um, has has made an impact and just, just keep being that person. And right, right. I've, I've found over the years, the more you give away, the more you get back. Rather than trying to keep this secret to yourself, right. trying to garner a few more students. Now, if somebody asks you a question, answer it. And, and you do that. You're, you're great at that. So excellent. Keep doing it. All right. Thanks for joining us, Paige. You take care. We'll talk to you later. Good luck with you guys. Know, endeavor. All right. Take care. Yeah. Good luck. See ya. See you, Larry. See ya.